sing without her so that girl she likes to try and steal the show <laughs> but all right well it is good to have brother todd here with us tonight i tell you he's doing a great job over there at cedar river baptist camp and uh, he's got his own business and everything but he all summer he's there at the camp and a lot of the other times throughout the year and just really really doing good over there. the camp it's uh since their church has taken it over that's really expanding and they're adding a lot to it they got a bunch of new family cabins they're putting out there that we're hoping that we can be first in line to get one uh, for the family camp this year. And uh, I tell you, if you all ever get a chance to come out to one of those camps, uh, we're planning on going to the family camp next year. It's a lot of lot of fun, good time there, good preaching, and just uh, a great time. And I know our kids, they 
they talk about Cedar River all the time, and uh, they I mean anything associated with Cedar River they like. We talked about we haven't done it yet, but we've talked about going out there and helping them sometime, and even just to go out there and work, they want to do that. There's just something about Cedar River. When they heard that Brother Todd and Brother Pete were coming over to the house, they were all excited about that just because. They just you know associate him with Cedar River. I think is part of it, but uh, it is. We are glad to have him here. Uh, the church that Brother Todd's from it's a little bit bigger than our church. Uh, they, uh, boy, they probably. How many do you think they run on a Sunday morning up there? Yeah, about eighteen hundred. So they're beating us by a little bit. Uh, but uh, that'll be us here in a couple of years. All right, I, I think we'll be we'll be passing them up pretty soon. And uh, but. Uh, so yeah, so this is probably a little bit different than what he is used to, but I'm glad that he's able to come tonight and preach for us. So you go ahead and come on and give us whatever the Lord's laid on your heart. Thank you very much. It's a joy to be here tonight, and uh, you say, you don't really mean that, but I do. It has been uh, my goal to try to stop through here, and it has not worked out yet, but God had a plan for tonight, and He knows what's happening. He's in the midst of the storms you're going through, and God says... In all things, give thanks, right? In all things, give thanks. And uh, Brother Pete and I were driving back to the camp. We came home for the weekend to Northwest in Elgin. The camp is, what? how far? About an hour from here? Hour, 20? Hour and a half? All right. So we made it halfway, and uh, the truck I was driving started sputtering, and uh, it, it, uh, it died on us. But thankfully, we were able to roll off the side of the road. We stopped at a... Uh, now, Walmart first. They said, sure, we, uh, there's someone in the area that can help you, but not till tomorrow. And I said, well, great, that's what I need. And then I uh, went to another place. Sure, someone can help you, but not till tomorrow. And I thought, oh, my goodness. You know what I thought of when I when, after the second time that happened? I thought of the Andy Griffith show where the businessman comes through town, his car breaks down. Come on, your dad would know. Yeah. And, uh, and he couldn't get it fixed until the next day, and he was all... Worked up about not being able to get it fixed. Yeah. So, hey, God knows what's happening. He's in control. And we want to give thanks to Him for allowing us to be here tonight. And we are grateful for you. We, I love the McMurtry family. Didn't they do a great job singing? Yeah. Oh, I love to hear them sing and love having them at camp. And uh, Pastor McMurtry's dad, uh, I'm sure you've had him through. They, the folks know him. Uh, he taught me in college, too. He'd come through and teach when I was at Providence Baptist College. And so got a lot invested in the next generation, their family does. And uh, we appreciate them and all the influence that he's had. And uh, Pastor McMurtry got to come out to camp this last year and preach at the camp. Did a wonderful job. Did a great job. We had a great time. And uh, then he came back for family camp and just been a part of camp. And uh, the, the camp is Cedar River Baptist Camp, southeast corner of Iowa. It's farm country, as far as the eye can see. You can't. It's 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 a little different than in, in than the city here. But we pulled up to Pastor McMurtry's house, and uh, what, what did you say, Pete? You said something like, uh, "We he's he's not in the middle of nowhere like us, or something like that." <laughs> I mean, we just you get on a gravel road and you go forever, and then you'll end up at our place, the end of the world, and just to the end of the world, back up a few blocks, and that's where we're at. So it's in the middle of nowhere, but God. Uh, God put us in the middle of uh, Iowa corn country, and uh, it's a great place out there. And uh, you know, God has had 
this plot of land reserved for, for plowing and planting corn and planting soybeans, acres and miles around. But there's one little spot, and it's about 53 acres, that it's got sandy soil, and no, no one's ever planted there, as far as we can tell. And it seemed to me like God had a special place set up there where God says, look, I got enough land to grow corn. I've got enough land to grow soybeans. This is going to be a place to grow the Christian. And uh, it's been a help and a blessing to Christians all around the area. To God be the glory. Thousands of kids come through uh, each summer and uh, and uh, they come for a week at a time. And it's just a blessing to see what God does with a person from the very first day that they arrive they're there for four or five days and then the end uh, to see how God ch- changes them and works on their heart and their life and the services. And almost a, not a week will go by where we see people saved and uh, lives given over to God and uh, decisions, all just amazing decisions. And really, we see miracles happen every day. And I'm not saying all that to brag because it's not, not what I've done there. It's not what Brother Pete's done. He's my assistant. He helps out and does a great job at the camp. But we give God the glory for everything that's done there. And we thank Him for everything that's done. Buses roll in on a Monday. A whole group of kids come. And uh, they have a great time. They wear us out. And uh, we crash on Saturday. Go to church Sunday. Start over on Monday with a whole new group of kids. It's a lot of fun. But one misconception is that camp is just for kids. And that is not true. As your pastor said, we have the family camp coming up, and that's going to always fall around the 4th of July. And uh, we just started, we just printed these. I've got one brochure here, so I'll leave it. Oh, well, i got to proofread it, actually. We're not even ready to throw, put these out in the mail, but um, here's our list of summer camps this next year. We have primary and junior camps, several teen camp weeks. Um, the family camp is July 1st through the 6th, uh, and uh, we usually shoot off fireworks there at the camp. Just an amazing time. Just a, a time to get a... You say, what's so special about camp? Why is it important? Why should I go? Camp is... Christian camp is just a great time to get away from the world, away from the things of the world, away from the worldly influences. On a, on a daily basis, it's hard. You got uh, we have to guard our eyes our, uh, from what we see on billboards, from what we see on the television, from people we interact with on a daily basis. And it just it, camp is just a haven of rest. No, um, no worldly influences. No one's allowed to bring their TVs, and and, and you can't get internet. And uh, half the times your phone, your cell phone doesn't work because there's not enough signal out there. And uh, so, but but when you get get all those things out, then God has room to work in your life. And and God's done some great things. And um, we truly see miracles happen every day at the camp. And God provides in miraculous ways. And uh, God shows Himself true. In, in many ways and we just have a great time and I want to encourage you put that on your calendar if you can make it the July 1st through the 5th and uh, there's other weeks that are that we'll have and uh, so we'll be passing these out one will come your way to, to the church and I want to encourage you also use us as a prayer guide too we need your prayer and uh, God can do so much through, through prayer and if you think of us during those specific weeks when those specific group of kids are there and uh, pray for the guest speaker God does, just does some amazing things and we attribute it all back to the people around the country that are praying for the work at Cedar River Baptist Camp it's just amazing to see what God has done please try to make it this next summer try to be a part of it and um, please pray for the camp and uh, think about, about coming this next summer it's just a great time 
time. We have an outstanding time. Uh, food is great, and the accommodations are getting better, too, as Pastor McMurtry said. We are building five new cabins, and Brother Peter and I have been working on those for a long time. And uh, they're almost finished. I can show you pictures when we're done, show you how far we've come along with those. But it's just been a great time. So I understand my sisters have been through here. And uh, so you got to meet my sisters. One short girl and one tall girl. Does that explain it to you? Those are my sisters. The shorter one is the older one and the taller one is the younger one. But I come from a family of four kids. Uh, and my uh, I'm the oldest. And then my brother is an assistant pastor down in Texas. And uh, he and I are very close. It was sad to see him go, but we know he's doing the Lord's work. And that's the most important thing, to be in the center of God's will. Him and his wife have been down there for a couple of years now, and they're about expecting their second uh, child. They have two girls. And uh, then I have my two sisters right there. Uh, and uh, they're always a lot of fun. And we have a close-knit family. And uh, my family's been going to the Northwest Bible Baptist Church for about going on 30 years now. And so I was born and raised going to that church and just been a blessing. Uh, we don't get to go back there very much because uh, being out at the camp, but we got to be back there this Sunday. And uh, we're they uh, back at Northwest. They're in their fall program, just like you are. And I hope you get behind the exciting things planned and get involved and uh, and, and invite people to come visit this church. The, this area needs a good local New Testament church. And uh, we're not in competition with you at Northwest or any other church. We want your church to succeed. And if you have 2,000 in a couple of years, to God be the glory. We won't be, we're, we're not, we're not going to be envious of, of that. I hope God allows you to have that many. And, uh, and the need is great. I'm sure if you had 2,000, you still wouldn't be reaching everyone in the area. But um, the need is great. We've been up and down your, the streets. Took a little longer to get here than expected. We took the long route. <laughs> well, we, we got to see a few more and notice how many people there are. And uh, get a vision and a burden to fill every pew and every seat in this auditorium. Uh, and uh, I don't know how I got off on that, but God just just uh, led me to say that. But um, uh, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 27. Exodus chapter 27. And uh, we'll be reading from the King James Bible tonight. The only Word of God. God's inspired, preserved Word of God. And uh, I want to direct your attention to the end of this chapter. Exodus chapter 27 and uh, verse number 20 and 21. Now, uh, I had I, I uh, had a whirlwind of an afternoon, as you can imagine, with the truck and everything, and I uh, shall dragged into Pastor McMurtry's house. Thank, thankful, I, I thank God for good friends like that. And uh, and uh, with all this going on, he said, "You want to preach?" <laughs> Sure, love to. No, I always love getting the opportunity to uh, share God's word, and hopefully this will be a blessing and a help to you tonight. And uh, just been a blessing to be here. Let's read the scripture. We'll pray and we'll get into it. The Bible says in Exodus chapter twenty-seven, verse twenty and twenty-one. If you follow along with me as I read, and thou shalt command the children of Israel that they bring thee pure oil, olive beaten for the light, to cause the lamp to burn. How long? Always. 
in the tabernacle of the congregation without the veil, which is before the testimony. Aaron and and his son shall order it from evening to morning before the Lord, and it shall be a statute forever unto their generation on the behalf of the children of Israel. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight and I ask for your power and your help as we preach. And I pray to be a blessing to these people. Thank you for Pastor McMurtry and his dedication here. And thank you for these people uh, coming and uh, and uh, showing their faithfulness by not just being here this morning, but being here tonight, Lord. We ask that you meet with us in a great way, Lord, as we open the Word of God. There's nothing I can say that will help these people, Lord, but I pray that you'd please speak through me. And, uh, and Lord, uh, help us to go away a little closer to you, a little better vision for what you'd have for us in uh, this day and time. And uh, we ask all this in your name, pray. Amen. Uh, in Exodus chapter tw- uh, chapter 27, verse 20, the children of Israel are commanded to keep the light lit in the temple. As if in, in, in the house of God, in your church, if you had a, a lantern and God said, I want you to keep that lantern lit. And, and it was to be lit on Monday, not just Sunday, not just when... God's people were there, but on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, seven days a week, morning, noon, and evening time, it was to always stay lit. It was the light of the gospel. It was a light to draw people in as a, as a light on a, on a lighthouse um, warns of danger. And that's what this light was. It was the light of the gospel. We know this in, 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 because of Psalms 119 verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word is the light that we need to guide our lives. And, uh, and uh, we sing the song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. And we need to be the light in a dark world to show God's goodness, to show the gospel to a lost and dying world. I appreciate that testimony of you, of you um, inviting someone to come to church tonight. That is great. That is what we all need to be doing. That's our command of God. And uh, I, want, I want to preach a message entitled, entitled Keep the Lamp Lit. Uh, at salvation, God ignited a flame in our heart and a desire to serve Him. A burning desire to do something for God. In these last days, it's, it, um, uh, the sin of apathy gets into our, uh, into our churches. And apathy just, you know, eh, the world isn't the way it's going to be. We're not going to change it. I'm a little tired. I don't know if I'm going to go to church tonight. Pastor wants to go out sewing. Uh, I've just got so much going on. Hey, we can think of an excuse for all those things. And, uh, and apathy can get in us. I, I, it, it get inside of me if I'm not careful. And, uh, and God says, and, and He puts that burden, that desire to do something for Him. And, uh, and, and, uh, to, to do something for Christ. Um, I, as an illustration leading into where we're going to go tonight, if you turn your, we know in Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 through 8, a terrible, and we'll read a couple of verses there if you want to head that way. Joshua chapter 1 and uh, in verse 1, we see that a tragedy happened in the lives of the children of Israel. Something that they didn't expect would happen. I guess they knew it would, but 
weren't as well prepared as they thought for this time. And what's happening, for sake of time we're not going to read all the verses, but what's happening in Joshua chapter 1 is that Moses, their leader, their fearless leader, had passed off the scene. He had just died. And and listen to me, church, if you look to, you're supposed to look to your pastor for guidance, for leadership, but he's not always going to be there uh, every step of the way, you know, every moment of the day. That's what the Lord is there for in your heart and your life for. And they were all distraught. What are we going to do? What's going to happen now that Moses is gone? Who's going to lead us? What are we going to do? And um, and, and let me tell you, a, a tragedy or something like this is going to happen in every one of our lives. Um, you know, it's the, and not every day we're going to get up and the sun's going to be shining. The birds are going to be singing. Things are going to happen like your car breaking down. And you just got to thank God through it. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta say, hey, God is still God in the good times and the bad. And, uh, and, and God says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And He has promised us that. And, uh, in, and with all this going on in the children of Israel's lives these, that day, and, uh, in chapter one, um, what's gonna happen? Where are we gonna go? Who's gonna lead us? And, and, and look at what, and look what they said. Turn to the Word of God. When, when, when trials and, and, uh, come into your life, turn to the Word of God. In verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. If I were to ask you tonight, how many of you enjoy failing in life? No one would raise their hand. How many of you would want to be successful in your business, in your work, in, in your daily life, as a parent, as a dad, as a mom? Whatever you're doing, you want to be successful. You don't aim out and say, God, it's a good day to fail today. No. That's not our objective. And God gives us the, the, the recipe for being successful. So that word success does not appear very many times in the, in the Word of God. But God says, go to the Word of God. That is where success is going to be. And God's Word is that lamp. It's that light that's going to guide our lives that we, do, that we cannot get away from. It's talking about fire there in that verse. I, I know a little something about fire. I like starting fires. At camp, often we'll have bonfires. It's a great way to end the day. Now, this last year, we had, didn't have very many fires at night. Uh, usually, we'll have the evening chapel service. Then we'll start a bonfire. And uh, one day, this girl comes up to me and says, Brother Todd, why haven't we had a bonfire yet? Well, it's 100 degrees. If you remember this last summer, it was 100 degrees at like 9 o'clock at night. We're not going to start a fire, and if we did, we'd probably burn everyone's field down. So we didn't, we didn't do many bonfires this summer, but we love starting bonfires. Growing up, my brother and I, we'd have a Christmas tree, uh, in, a real Christmas tree in the house, okay? And uh, I say real versus artificial. And uh, we'd put it in, you know, a little after Thanksgiving, and it would stay through Christmas, and then we keep it till New Year's, okay? And uh, by then, it was good and dry. All the needles had fallen off of it. You know, I, I hate that part of cleaning up, trying to get the tree out of the house without any of the needles falling off it. Impossible, right? But Mark and I, my brother Mark and I, we started the, this tradition. It was our New Year's 
tradition. Every New Year's Day, we take that tree out into the yard, douse it with fire with with gasoline, throw a match on it. Whoop! Within 10 seconds, that tree was gone. It was so dry. And all that was left was this little scrawny stick up the middle. We love doing that. We would film it every year. And, uh, and so I, I, that, was, that was another experience I've had with fire. Uh, when I moved to the camp four years ago, there was this old mobile home trailer. Okay, And this thing was a disaster. It was it was so dirty, so filthy, we couldn't restore it. It had water damage and everything. And uh, our pastor said, you got to get rid of that thing. Well, how do I get rid of a mobile home trailer? What do you do with that? So, I rented a dumpster. I put a dumpster on this side. I started a fire on this side. Anything that could, that, that could not be burned went in the dumpster. And everything that could be burned went in the burn pile. I'm saying everything. I mean, bathtub, carpet. I shouldn't have done this, but I did. I'm confessing my sin. I burned everything. The only thing that went in there was the was shingles and uh, a little bit of metal. Like that was it. Anything, everything else, I burned. I had black smoke rolling, but it was so much fun. It, you know, making work fun is just, and we love it. So, you know, we burned everything in that thing. So, fortunately, I haven't ever burned anything down that I didn't want to have burned down. The other day, we had a, a, a fire at camp. And uh, we had, I had this garbage can, and there's this pastor helping me that day. And he said, well, what's in the garbage can? I said, oh, that's all stuff that can't get burned. We're going to throw it in the b- dumpster. And uh, I turned around, and all of a sudden I heard, boom! I'm like, what is that? He had thrown all that stuff in the fire, and they were all old spray uh, spray paint cans, you know, under pressure. I mean, these things were blowing everywhere, boom, boom, boom. They were flying all over the place, going over his car, over the over my golf cart. I mean, I've been I've been still cleaning up those those uh, those spray paint cans, uh, but. I found out that day I wasn't the craziest arson on the property, you know. But so what I'm saying is I know a little bit about fire. What do we know about fire, though? Fire can get rid of junk. Okay, fire can get rid of junk. We know that fire gives light. It gives light. Fire purifies things. If you have gold and silver, how is that? How is that purified by by the fire? By the fiery furnace. We see that fire. Uh, gets rid of junk, it lights, it purifies things, it gives comfort. I don't know if you've ever been camping before, but if you're out on a cold night camping, the best thing, or, or you've been hiking all day, the best thing you can have is to get around a fire. It's so mesmerizing. I don't know what it is about fire, but it, it, it's a comfort. And uh, you get around it, and you warm up, and you and it keeps you warm through the night. Um, I used to I love to camp out uh, every once in a while, not very often. And uh, but I love I love starting these, those little bonfires and just sitting around and cooking something on it. It comforts, and the Word of God does all these things for us. It, it'll get rid of junk in your life. You read the Bible tells us we should read the Word. It cleanses us. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? The answer is by taking heed thereto according to thy word. God's word will cleanse us. It gives light. God, what would you have me to do? Do you want me to take this job opportunity I have? Do you want me to move out of state? Do you want me to stay in the church? Whatever the scenario is in your life, 
God's word is that light to guide your path. It's there to purify and, and to cleanse you. It, it, you know, I show up to church on Sunday. I've been going to church ever since I was born. But every time I show up, God just, He'll reveal something in my life. He'll shed a little light on something I'm doing that's not right. And it helps get me back on track. And, uh, and it, it's there to purify. It's there to comfort. Um, when, when we've had, we've had those down times at our church where good, good church members have gone on to be with the Lord. We're happy that they've graduated into eternity, but it's a sad thing for us back here on earth that we're going to miss them. God's Word is that comfort that will comfort your heart like no one else can comfort you. You know, you go to a loved one and say, you know, we, we grieve with you, we're, we're sorry for your loss, but that only goes so far. God's Word is what's going to comfort you in a time like that. Your spiritual level, level is indicated on how bright your light shines as a Christian. Number one, really quickly, this is simple. Number one, what do we need to do with, with the light that God has given to us? Let's, number one, feed the flame. Joshua 1, 8 said, Day and night we're to meditate in God's Word. Going to church, your preacher... When you go to church, as if God, your preacher, puts a log on your flame to keep it lit, to keep it, to keep it going. When you have special conferences here at your church and special promotions and big days and, and programs, um, that's like God putting gasoline on your fire just to give you a little courage to go out and tell someone else about Christ. Camp's the same way. I've seen young people come into camp and they're, uh, they're a little timid and shy. By the time camp go, ends, they're ready to pass out tracts, give, and tell everyone about the, about the, um, the Lord. They're ready to charge hell with a squirt gun. Um, but those, but those preachers, those messages are not always going to be around. What you need and what you can't get away from is a personal relationship with God. You need to feed yourself. As a little baby, we understand a little baby has to be fed, needs tender, loving care, twenty-four hours a day. Do you remember the? Uh, um, who was I talking? I was talking to someone. Oh, our pastor's son. His wife just had a baby, and he was walking into church like he hadn't slept a wink in four days. Well, because that baby was up all night, and you know he's got the night shift watching the baby, and the baby needs to be fed all four hours or whatever it is for every four hours. And we understand that a baby Christian needs to be fed, but there's got to be a time in your life where you step up to the uh, step up to the plate and say, "Look, I'm going to take a personal re- responsibility of my my Christian life. I'm not going to only depend upon the pastor to feed me on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Is that as many times as you eat in a day, in a week? I dare say we eat three times a day, four times. I eat five times a day. Uh, I'll, I'll testify to that." We need God's Word that many times in our life. That much, that often. Develop a relationship with God. Read God's Word. I want to challenge you. You know, we're coming down to the end of the year. And uh, don't, don't wait to the, to the new year to start this. You can even start it today. But I challenge you to try to read through your Bible once this next year. And it just takes two or three or four chapters a day. And I'll be the first to tell you, I'm a slow, slow reader. And, uh, but I started reading God's Word when I was, when I was Jason's age and, and Tommy's age. And uh, I just took a li- my, my, my grandmother's New Testament that my mom had. She had it, uh, it was, it was uh, in her china cabinet. And every morning I'd read 
only one column. You know what that equated, that equated to? Probably five or six verses. But I started somewhere. And it just grew into loving God's Word and read it on a daily basis and reading and reading it. And, uh, and I'm, no, I'm nobody special, but I know that I need God's Word. I cannot do any... I can't, can't go a day without it. I found when I, when I skip or, or don't read as much as I need to in a morning... How the temptations, for, how how I'll fall by the temptations of the devil that day, any anything that he sends my way, I'm not as strong to resist that temptation as if I were if I read God's word. We need to feed the flame. It's a daily maintenance, a daily thing. Uh, nothing can take the place of your walk with God. We'll move on next. Not only not only feed the flame. Number two, protect the flame. The winds of this world will try to put your flame out. It'll try to put that flame out and, 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 the, and the devil and the world will tell you, look, you don't need to go to church. You don't need that stuff. We're having fun at these parties. Just come. Company parties coming up during the holidays. Come be a part of it. No. You need to stand your ground as a Christian knowing that the, the, that the devil and the world are going to try to put the flame out in your life as a Christian. If... if, if at any time, our flame needs to be bright and burn for the Lord. It's now and it's, and it's, it's here and now. Your flame is only as big as... If your flame as a Christian is only as big as a match, you know how easy it is to put a match out? Just one little... And, and uh, as a Christian, when a little tragedy comes your way, how hard does the devil have to work to keep you out of church? So all you have to do is... And you're, you're going, Oh, pastor... The car broke down and ah, the, the, the dog was sick. I couldn't make it today. Look, just determine your heart in your life that come, come rain or, or, shot, or, sun, or the sunshine and I'm going to be in the house of God. I'm going to be there. And I'm, I'm going to protect that flame. What I've, what I've, what I've developed as a Christian, I'm going to grow and, 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 and I want the Lord to work in me. You gotta be careful protecting your flame against friends. There are some friends, young people, that'll keep your, they keep you from growing as a Christian. There's places that we don't need to go as Christians that will hinder our testimony as a Christian. There's music that we don't need to listen to. There's this little box that most of us all have in our houses called a television. And there's not much good on that to watch. That, that is like an, a fire extinguisher for the Christian life. It'll put out everything your pastors try to put in you and everything that you've read in Scripture yourself. As a Christian, we need to protect that flame. And number three, we need to spread the flame. My prayer tonight is that a spark will ignite in a person that, like, like the testimonies that were given by many of you tonight, to go out and tell others about Jesus Christ. We had a phenomenal day at church this morning. We just ended our fall program, and this was the last week. We had a lot of great uh, activities planned. We had dinner on the grounds this morning. We, we had uh, this guy come in, and he had this, this huge tortoise. I mean, massive. And he had, uh, this is an attraction for the kids, and he had a big snake, and he had an alligator, and we brought all these in on the property. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't want to touch them. I don't want anything to do with them. But it was a great attraction for the kids. Then, we had candy from heaven. You say, what's candy from heaven? How do you do that? Well, 
a lot, uh, several years ago, I must have been probably Jason's age when we started this, on big days every once in a while, we'll go take all the kids out to a local airport right by the church. We'll rent a helicopter and throw candy out of the helicopter into the field and the kids go nuts over it. It is so much fun. Draws a lot of people in. And it's all about the preaching of God's word, but it's been a fun attraction to have people come. Well, the first year we did that, I was about Jason's age, and uh, we, we, we thought, hey, this is going to be a great idea. I don't know how it's going to work. None of us had ever done it before. No one had ever seen it done before. And so we got all these kids, a thousand kids on the field. All right, it was a bit of uh, uh, it was a football field, and I was I was a part of this. And uh, this helicopter just dropped all this candy on us. Well, he was like I don't know, sixty feet up in the air, but it was far enough. It was high enough in the air that that candy coming down on you, it hurt. And so it would hit you on the head, and you're ducking and putting your hands over your head. But my goodness, I mean, and then he then he figured out, oh, I guess I shouldn't drive it on the kids. So he went down the end of the field. Dropped the candy in this huge mob of kids. Boom! Just like, just devoured that candy. Then he flew down to the other end, dropped it. And uh, we had so much fun. It was a disaster. But the kids had a good time. Then we did it a few years ago. And uh, the pilot couldn't hold as much candy, the weight, as we had uh, we had candy. Uh, he couldn't hold it all in the helicopter. So he had to take half of it. He dumped it on, on the field with the kids. Then he landed the helicopter and was going to pick up the other half and fly back up. Sounded like a great plan. Except the kids, when they saw the helicopter land, they just mobbed the thing. And we had to hold them back. I mean, you try to hold back six, eight hundred, a thousand kids with... Oh, with them, all they see is candy, and nothing's going to stop. I mean, they were running us over, but the joys of a big day. But I want to tell you this morning, the flame was spread. Our pastor preached a great, simple gospel message this morning. And when invitation was given, just mobs of people came forward to get saved. The gospel still works. The plan of salvation still works. It hasn't changed. It never will. It's simple that anyone can understand it. And we had many, many people saved and baptized this morning. Praise the Lord. There was a guest. A uh, 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 pastor had a guest in from Louisiana where our pastor is from. He grew up in Louisiana. And uh, uh, one of the men that stood up in his wedding... 30 some 35 years ago uh, just a friend he had before he was even saved and uh, and uh, he hadn't talked to him in years and uh, he's now the mayor in a town down there in Louisiana well our pastor had him up for the weekend uh, to visit and to see the church and he's a Catholic man him and his wife praise the Lord this morning an invitation their hands went up and they trusted Christ tonight they're getting baptized at our church what a blessing it it is God's word never changes the light that we need. We need to spread that flame. Tell everyone the good news. Hey, what happens when you turn on the news in the morning? If you listen to all the news that, that's being broad, broadcast, it's mostly negative. All the stock market's down. The war's continuing. The election's coming. Who's going to win? It's all negative, negative, negative. Listen, this world needs some good positive, a good positive message. Let's share that this week as we go out. In our Christian lives, we need to, we need to feed the flame. Reading God's Word on a daily basis.
We need to protect that flame from winds that, that are going to blow, the winds of the world. And we need to spread that flame. Um, spread it to others. I want you to think, as you're sitting there in the pew right now, of somebody in this community, who's the first person that comes to your mind? Someone that's not here tonight that needs the gospel. You got someone in mind? Some, maybe someone from a coworker, a friend, uh, someone from school, someone you know. Think about that person. Where are they going to spend eternity? Where would they go if they died? Who's going to tell them? Am I going to tell them? I don't know them. God's got you in that specific place in life to share the gospel. You need to be that, that, that gospel, that gospel light to bring the gospel to them. Jude 22, and of some having compassion, making the difference. Can you see that lost, that lost loved one spending eternity in that, in hell one day? Can you imagine what that would be like? And, 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 and when, and when they're sentenced to eternity in hell one day, at the, at the, at, in heaven, what are they gonna say? You knew the truth and you didn't tell me? You didn't tell me how I could go to heaven? How I could know for sure and have a home in heaven? Is the blood gonna be on your hands? Let that not be the case. Show some compassion this week. Take some tracts with you when you leave. Start sharing the gospel. Say, hey, with all the bad news going on in the world these days, I've got some good news. Jesus loves you. He died for you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. A few weeks ago, I was back in Elgin, back at my home church, and I spend the summer in, in Iowa, and I'm only there in Elgin just a few weeks out of the year. Because uh, during the off-season at camp, I'll travel around to churches like yours, present the ministry. Well, I was back in Elgin on a, on a Saturday, and I went out soul winning. And uh, I went out by myself. I didn't have anyone to go with that day. I didn't really feel like going out. As some, as, as sometimes the case may be. And, uh, I walked into this, this laundromat. And I was gonna pass some tracks out. And this lady goes, Hey, Todd! And I had to look for a minute. I had to, I, I didn't know who it was at first. I was trying to think, do I know this lady? And, and, and then it hit me. It was a lady that I had led to the Lord years and years ago. She had moved out of state. I didn't know where she went. She moved to Texas, I think. Lost contact with her. Didn't know where she was. She didn't come back to church. And, uh, and, but, but God promises His word will not return unto Him void. And she goes, Hey, I want, I'm back in town. I want to come to church. And I said, Okay, well, um, here's the track. Here's how to get to the church. I'm in Iowa now. I'm not even around that much. And, uh, she said, uh, and so, um, she didn't show up to church that Sunday. I thought, Oh, well, okay. I checked. I said, Hey, did, did so and so come to church? Oh, well. No, you know, that sometimes happens, you know. And, uh, then, all of a sudden I hear the next, no, then, then I'm working on the cabins at the, at the camp. My phone rings. And she said, hey, it's Patty. You gave me your number. I want to go to church. And I said, well, I'm in Iowa, uh, but here, call the church. They'll get you a ride. And, uh, she's been coming to church the last three or four weeks now, Brother Tommy. Uh, Pastor McMurtry and I showed up today and, and, and I was looking for her all over there's a lot of people I thought oh man she didn't come at the end of the service I look over and I was about to walk out there she was standing by me and I, her daughter was there and her great her grandkids and just a whole slew of people you never know where 
who will come as a result of you passing out the gospel, as a result of you giving out the gospel. And sometimes you give out a track or invite someone, they won't come that week. But who knows, years and years down the line, where that, that seed will lead. And, and uh, that, the, the gospel message is going to sprout somewhere. And uh, just be faithful as a Christian. Those, those, um, those people in Exodus, the children of Israel, were, were commanded to keep that lamp lit. Keep the lamp of God lit. And I want to challenge you tonight as Christians to keep the lamp of God lit in yourself, in your heart, in your life. When trials come into your life, don't let it get you discouraged. Because God is still on the throne. He still knows what's, what's going on. And even though hard times may come, God still knows what's best. Trust Him through the good times and the bad. And then spread that flame. Tell others about Christ. Do that this week. It's our, it's our duty as a Christian. And uh, it, it's just a shame to keep it to ourselves if we know the gospel, the good news of the gospel, to share. It's our duty to share that with someone else. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Keep the lamp lit. Are we doing our part as a Christian? Have you passed someone by this week that needs Christ? You said, Brother Todd, you know, there's in my in my Christian life, I, I'm not, I, I haven't been as faithful to reading God's Word on a daily basis. I want to make a decision tonight that I'm going to be faithful to reading God's Word. I, I understand now how important it is as a Christian. And I want to make that commitment. Maybe you are doing it. Maybe you need to commit to that. And uh, maybe you need to come tonight to, as the music, when, when the music will play and say, I need to be faithful to God in the good times and the bad, knowing that, God, you're in control. And though something might happen that, I've, that, that we didn't have any control over, that we're going to trust you in the good times and the bads and, and bad. And then also, some of you might need to come tonight and say, look, I've been faithful in telling others about Christ. And I need to start doing that. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a word of prayer in a minute. Uh, right now, I'm gonna turn over the invitation to Pastor, and uh, he'll lead in the invitation as he sees fit.